Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. Toss to White. He's in. Patriots win the Super Bowl. Brady has his fifth. What a comeback. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast, the official Kansas City Chiefs podcast for the UK and Ireland. Don't forget you can download the show on both SoundCloud and iTunes and just search for Arrowheads Abroad. I'm your host, Brad Simcox, and joining me as usual is Tom Childs and Dave Barnett. Okay, lads, we've got loads to get through tonight, uh, so let's kick off with what did we do for the Super Bowl? Where did we go? Tom? Well, as you know, I was in London um, at the weekend for um, flag football, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, I, <laughs> I went to the gridiron party at Bloomsbury Lane and near Euston Station, and it's the second time I've been there. I went there a couple of years ago, and it was phenomenal. Like It's, it's a bowling alley, um, if you hadn't guessed by the name. Um, so you've got lanes everywhere, you've got screens everywhere, you've got pizza places, restaurants, loads of different lagers and beers on tap it was just phenomenal the atmosphere was great uh, and uh, it was quality I, I, I can't wait to go back again next year what was the tipple what was your, what was your favourite tipple on the I night I was on a German premium called Bitburger and um, a what <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and okay. by, the, by the end of it I drank so much that you know when you drink so much you just all you can think about is like food Similar like to being high, but, but you know. Uh, but, All right. But I was drunk so much. Don't we, do drugs, kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we actually went to um, McDonald's in King's Cross uh, after the game. And between, there was five guys there. And uh, we, we it was kind of like a lot of testosterone because we kind of like outdo ourselves or out each other with our McDonald's orders. Yeah. I spent £11.50 on McDonald's at half four in the morning. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That. Sorry? Was Solid effort. Was that just one meal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I got a, uh, a large Big Mac meal, um, two double cheeseburgers, and some Two nuggets. double cheeseburgers? Yeah, yeah, and some nuggets. Right, and okay. My word. I had it all, but I wasn't the winner. <laughs> My brother can eat so much more than me. He, he's about two inches taller than me. And, I've, and for the, our listeners that don't know, I'm pretty tall, but my brother's very tall. And although he's skinny now, he used to be really quite fat. <laughs> so he's lost all his weight, but he's still got that appetite inside him that just gets like, released every now and then. <laughs> so, and he just saw Sundays like an open door just to go to McDonald's. So you, you, you had a McDonald's off, is that what you think? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's off. <laughs> yeah, and it was fantastic. <laughs> Not going to lie. Oh man! Well, I was in Leeds. I was uh, I was with another group of uh, people, really, and uh, my tipple on the night was um, I've never tried it before. It's this uh, what was it called? It was oh Brooklyn beer or something like that. Brooklyn oh, yeah, Brooklyn Lager. Yeah, it's about five pound a can. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Um, but lovely stuff. Really enjoyed it. But um, the the thing that made the night really. I mean, we went to a place called uh, Mojo Bar, and uh, it was in this. It was this like upstairs room, and it's called the Rum Room. Nice. Well, you know me, I, I love me rum. I was going to say, that sounds right up my alley, that. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but when I found out the prices of what the cans were, I thought, I ain't going to ask what the rum is. Um, so <laughs> I was on the cans all night. But um, but while we were there, oh, man, it, do you know the the stereotypical Pats fan? Yeah, yeah. all too well. Yeah, the stereotypical Pats fan who will just play beer pong all the way through the game and not actually watch it. Yeah? Yeah. But we'll celebrate at the end. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're just so used to winning that they can act all calm and they're so used to Tom Brady that's, doing that. That's probably what it is, yeah. That's can. probably what it is. I mean, they were calm itself. I mean, they had, they had some girls with them there and they had the they had the, the Brady shirts on and things like that. And um, they, 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 they seemed to come alive when Lady Gaga came on, um, which... Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll leave the stereotypical Pats fan for another day. I think. Um, but uh, what did what did Dave do? What were you up to, mate? So, um, as some of you may know, I play American football um, for the Manchester Titans. So they hosted their own Super Bowl party at Beer Keller in Manchester. Nice. Um, so yeah, was there from about eight half eight all the way through till the end. Um, I say absolutely packed, great atmosphere. Um, the room was largely swinging towards Atlanta, although the <laughs> yeah. the smattering of Patriots fans made their voices uh, more than heard towards the end, shall we say? Um, but no, uh, it was really cool. It was really really good event. Um, also proper night, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Manolik Watson. Um, the Oakland Raiders, um, right tackle, he dropped in, um, he's a Manchester lad, so nice say, surprise. I think he's back over in the area for the off season, so yeah, he dropped in and came in and sat and watched the game, insert, you know, your comical booze here for, you know, the Raiders <laughs> player, <Comical> booze. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, as I say, it was a really good night, um, I say good, good event for the club and, um, yeah, I say a little bit of a shame about the result, but yeah. Did you give him any stick, Dave? For like, you know. No, have you seen the size of the guy? He's massive. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> yeah, you don't mess with him like that. <laughs> His like hands about the size of my head. He'd crush me. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's obviously get straight into the the, the Super Bowl recap. Um, was it the greatest Super Bowl ever? I mean, that that seems to be the thing that everyone's banding around at the minute. That Brady's the goat. It's the greatest Super Bowl ever, and we're never going to see anything like that ever again. Is it the greatest Super Bowl ever? It's certainly the greatest one I've ever watched. I'll say that much. I think Atlanta's going to feel a little bit sick about throwing it away from the the position that they were in. Yeah. But yeah, as a neutral, um, absolutely fantastic game and. Obviously, it's the largest comeback in um, Super Bowl history. Probably one of the largest comebacks in playoff history, I think, if not the largest. It was the first one to go into overtime. Wasn't yeah, it? first Super Bowl to go into overtime. Um, obviously, Which was great, Brady I wins his my fifth bed. ring as well. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Which was great, because I was thinking, oh, I'll be finished soon, I can go to my bed. Watching that game with, what is it, about four or five minutes left in the third quarter? And it's still yeah. 28-3. And you're just thinking, you know, even Atlanta can't throw this away at this point. But All they needed was a field goal, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I say, I think that's probably the big point for me, that big turning point in that game. They had back-to-back drives. One, they turned the ball over on the 30-yard line. And then the next yeah. time they got the ball, 
they got to the what the Pats twenty three yard line, and then mm. proceeded to lose twenty three yards on the next three plays, two sacks and a hold. Um, yeah, that was that was the that was the, the coffin, baffling. Really, wasn't it? I know we give Reed some stick at times for his play calling, but oh my goodness. Atlanta fans must be absolutely fuming at Kyle Shanahan. All you need to do in that situation is just run the ball three times. You kick a field goal and you're up 11 points with maybe two and a half minutes left. Could they have got a bit cocky, though? Because it was going so well for them, wasn't it, for the first three quarters? No, I don't think they were cocky. I just think um, they were more confident. Like, they just... they, They had... Up until um, this, like late in this, uh, midway through the second half, they had moved the ball really, really well on the Patriots, and their best player is, or best two players is Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. So I, I think that they thought they would keep the ball in their best players' hands, and hopefully that'd be enough. That just to play before Julio Jones made made a ridiculous catch, like mm. a worldy of a catch. If if the Julian Edelman thing hadn't hadn't happened. We would all be talking about the Julio Jones catch, and I just think yeah. oh, the, perfect the, throw as well though. Yeah, and, you absolutely. Know, just the one place that only he can catch it. It's just yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it was w- without doubt uh, up to that point the play of the game, and it, that alone should have been enough to to win the Falcons the Super Bowl. But I just think they were so confident in the way in their two best players that they thought they could get a few more yards and ultimately it turned out to be the wrong decision it had they put the ball in Devonta Freeman's or Tevin Coleman's hands for three more plays then they would be sitting here as Super Bowl champions because there's no way in hell that the Patriots are going to go down go down the field even the Patriots go down the field score yeah. a touchdown convert the two-pointer kick an onside kick recover that and then go down the go down the field again it just wasn't going to happen um, I mean the thing is your kicker's not missed inside 50 yards this season either do you know what I mean? So, at worst, even if you run the ball three times there and you don't gain any more yards, it's a 40-yard field goal. Yeah. He's not missed inside 50 yards. What? I don't understand it. And then the Patriots have to use their timeouts. Yeah. And like... at the same time, Brad, uh, Dave, sorry, um, had they missed the field goal, you're then giving the Patriots a short field, which in turn will give you more time to go and kick the winner after the Patriots had scored. I mean, get, yeah, that's if they, theory, if they miss theory, it. Yeah, yeah. I and I mean, yeah, the chances you... of that are very slight. Um, you, you know, you, it's just, you know, you've got the opportunity to line it up in the centre of the field if you really want. You had three yeah. plays to basically do whatever you wanted to run time off the clock and kick well, a that, field goal. That actually leads to, we, we actually got a question on this in the group. Uh, Carl Garlett uh, sent us in a message, uh, a question for... Do the Falcons wish they had a boring play caller like the Chiefs? Take two runs, kick the field goal, and go up 11 points with three minutes left. It's certainly what Andy Reid would have done. 100%. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I mean, you would expect any coach to do that in that situation, though. I mean, you know, that's just coaching 101. The, the other team has to use their timeouts. You know, I, I could understand maybe if they're on the edge of field goal range, and it was a, you know, like a 55, 56 yarder. Yeah. That point, yeah, you want to get it a bit closer because if you do miss there, you could be in real trouble because you could be handing the Patriots a ball back at, you know, midfield. 
but it was definitely you know, the you're on corn, that wasn't it, you're but... on that 23 yard line and then another mm. thing was that you know they weren't even um using all the time up on the play clock either you know as a few of the snaps on that drive and i think you know a couple of drives previous there were still like 20 seconds left on the play clock yeah it was quite rushed weren't it it's like yeah. what are you doing are you trying to lose this game because that's what it looks like from here do you think um... well, is it... So I was going to say, do you think any other any other team besides from the Patriots can mount that comeback? I mean, probably one or two, but you know, yeah, I think we would have. I think the Chiefs would. I, I don't think the we've, Chiefs we've could. Have. The Chiefs aren't built <laughs> to do that. You know, the Steelers game in the playoffs, we used seven minutes off the clock when we had mm. basically, you know, we were down a score and needed to score. It's like I just I wouldn't have trusted us in that situation. But the Chiefs this... seemed to wake up in the fourth quarter, though, didn't they? they were, it, it seemed to be a common thing mm. all the way throughout the season. Fourth quarter, it was like, right, the Chiefs have come out now. But for me, was, there's, there's, there's one or two quarterbacks in the league that are capable of doing that other than Brady. I'd probably say Rodgers is one of them. Breeze. But even Matt Ryan himself was probably capable of doing that with that that offense. Um, And this is what sort of about this game, as fantastic as it was, infuriates me as well, is how it finished. It leaves a bit of mm. a bitter taste in my mouth. You know, regardless of which team would have won it. But to have a Super Bowl like that, and then, you know, the other team not get the chance to reply in overtime yeah, is a little bit disappointing to me. It's yeah, like they should be allowed another drive, shouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, this is something I have not been a fan of for several years. It was, you know, the current rules are an improvement on what they were five years ago when they changed it from first score of any kind wins. But mm. it's giving such an advantage to the team that wins the, the coin toss. I was looking yeah. at the stats today, and it's like, I think the actual odds, you know, if you win the coin toss, you have a 56% chance of winning. And I think since the the new rule came in about touchdown wins, fifty seven percent of teams that have won the coin toss have gone on to winning overtime. So you're looking at about a twelve to fourteen percent greater chance of winning that game just because you win yeah. a coin toss. And to me, that doesn't really seem a fair way, especially in the biggest game of the NFL season to decide yeah. who wins that game. I mean, how would you how would you do it, Brad? If you if it was up to you, <laughs> do you know what? I came up with a crazy idea of uh, having a kickoff with um, with the kickers. Okay, <laughs> you probably think I'm going crazy, but I I said, why don't we just have, get the kickers on, right, and say, right, I bet I can kick it, kick a field goal from 48 yards, and then if he if he does it, then the other guy has a go, and he has to do 49 yards or more. See, I like that idea, and, <laughs> and I, just keep and just keep doing that. I like the idea. Why don't why, instead of that, why didn't you do it from the 25 yard line, so off from the extra point distance, but yeah. every, then you pick five players, not necessarily kickers. Maybe five no, like, oh, I, offensive linemen. No, I like the betting element. That's I like the worse. betting element of it. Uh, <laughs> I literally couldn't think of anything worse. What, then five offensive linemen kicking field goals to decide the Super Bowl? I think it sounds amazing, yeah. personally. Yeah. <laughs> it should be great entertainment, but oh my goodness. 
Can you like imagine if you're a fan of either team in that situation? <laughs> I think I'd be bloody crying. It'd be like um, a penalty shootout in the Euros last year. <laughs> was it the Italy one with um, Zaza when he did oh, that crazy yeah. run up? I can't yeah. remember who they I think it might have been Spain. Blazed it over. Yeah. yeah, and that, that penalty shootout when no one came on to specifically score. to take a penalty as well. That was <laughs> yeah. the uh, funniest thing about it. <laughs> but, I mean, the, yeah. I say the thing that frustrates me about it most is, though, like, especially on Sunday, it's like whoever would have won the coin, co- uh, coin toss it ended up being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it ended up being the Patriots. But either way, you would have, you know, the way it happened, you had the league MVP sat on the sidelines without a chance to answer back. Yeah. If it had been the other way, you would have had a four-time Super Bowl and probably would be now classed as the greatest quarterback to ever play this game, sat on the sideline without a chance to respond. Does that yeah. seem fair? Well, you've got to you think guys? about it as well, though, because didn't, didn't the Chiefs win in week one against the Chargers in the same way? Yeah, didn't we, didn't doesn't we mean I like the rule any. You know, it doesn't mean I like the rule any better. But yeah, no. we did the exactly same thing, and yeah, I I just think, you know, the, this is the one thing the college game does a million times better than the NFL. You know, they go give each team a possession from the opponent's twenty-five yard line, and yeah. you know, you basically one team goes first. You know, you'd have to match them or beat them. And then yeah. after like two overtimes, you have to go for two every time. But, yeah. you know, it, it the NFL, better, I would probably push it back further because obviously you're talking about better teams and field goal kickers that are much more consistent and have much better range. So even if you say going in from the 40-yard line and you go, yeah. each team gets a possession from the opponent's 40, you have a chance to either kick a field goal or score a touchdown. Both teams get one possession. There you go. Yeah. What was the key moment in the in the Super Bowl for you? Was it the catch? Was it the Elman catch? No, I just or... think that drive where the Falcons they didn't kick that. Well, you know they were in field goal range and yeah, they got pushed back. Pushed themselves, push themselves out of it. I think the moment that will be remembered will be the Edelman catch, which for me was the third best catch of the night after Julio Jones and Lady Gaga. But um, <laughs> did you really shoehorn that in? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> we'll we get to Gaga. Um, but the the Edelman catch, um, I'm pretty happy with that transition, by the way. Nice, yes, <laughs> yeah, so solid segue. Solid segue. Yeah, seamless. Uh, no, um, Julian Edelman, that was the David Tyree, Jermaine Curse, Mario Manningham moment. Um, of I mean, the I don't know if you can include Curse because. They yeah, lost. ultimately they lost, but it was a, it was a circus catch that you thought was yeah. a momentum swimmer at the time, and um, that like you could tell it was like redemption for the Patriots almost because they had the Tyree one, they had the Manningham Manningham one, which were both circus catches in their own right. But this Edelman catch was ridiculous, like it, it ricocheted God knows how many times of God knows how many legs of <laughs> God knows how many defenders, and somehow. With it an inch off the floor, he still managed to grab it after failing to grab it uh, half a second before that. Oh yeah, the it concentration was, was outrageous. Yeah, outrageous. well done to that official as well for actually find, actually seeing it as well. Didn't did he? Because was the one of them actually was going, no, no, that was a catch. Yeah, did you see how intense he was? I've seen him <laughs> like they, obviously you get the original view from when he comes running yeah. in was him is doing his hand gestures, but then they showed a replay. And the guy was hulking up. He's coming in like, catch, yeah. catch. It was a fantastic bit of entertainment. Like, fair play to that ref. 
It was almost like that. Fair play for him to spot in it. Yeah. yeah. Almost like that ref um, a few weeks ago. That come. I can't remember what game it was when he got involved in a fumble and then he come and there's guys everywhere all on top of him and yeah. he come out. He's like, yeah, the ball's gone that way. Definitely that way. I know what I'm doing. Well, to be fair, that ref had a good night because he's the one that called the Jones catch, that yeah. Edelman catch, and the White touchdown. No. All three of those plays he called correctly on the field. So. I think he, he can go, yeah. you know, collect his paycheck, feeling good about himself. Well done. Well, on that white touchdown as well, I mean, I know there's been a lot of things floating around on Facebook where the people have been doing their own little kind of play school drawings on the on the, on the snapshot of saying, It's definitely a you touchdown. Know, oh, it's, it's oh, definitely of course it was. If you look at it from the other side, I mean, I, I even did my own little play school drawing kind of thing <laughs> of seeing his, where his knee was and where the ball was. And it was, it was definitely there. But At the end of the, the day, world. the Falcons in that situation, they had him dead to rights at like the three, four yard line. And didn't yeah. make the tackle, no. so that they only have this, themselves to but blame. The, in that the thing situation. that got me was how how premature was the guy with the uh, the ticker tape cannons? Yeah, didn't even give <laughs> oh, a not waiting for the review. review. He? Yeah. he just didn't wait. He just went. Ah, I'm just I'm just setting it away. I want to go home. <laughs> he, blew it, he blew his load early. <laughs> he did. Yeah, it was very premature. And he, I just want to go to bed. Just fire the cannons. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean that was a good moment for me actually because I was thinking, well, hang on, have we had a review yet? What's going on? Um, um, did you have many people but, leave your parties um, at half time or, or towards the middle of the third quarter? Because we did. There's so many people left. No, no, no. I stayed. Uh, I stayed pretty really? full. Yeah, yeah. No, we we still were playing beer pong. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those. I found it was one of those funny nights because I started off rooting for the Falcons. Falcons and I was like yes Falcons I like as much as I enjoy watching Tom Brady and the Patriots at times I was like I want the Falcons to win it I'm all for them getting their Super Bowl when they're last season at the Georgia Dome yeah, yeah. and Matt Ryan getting one MVP and everything but then it went 20 28-3 up and I was like yeah for a great night for the Falcons but then as soon as like the Patriots started coming back into it I was like actually I want them to do this I, I, like, yeah. I found myself by the end of the game cheering on the Patriots because I, I, I was in one of those situations where I just wanted to wanted to witness history. So yeah, yeah. Um, by the end yeah, of the game, yeah. when 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 they especially when they equalised, I, I was cheering it like equalised like the yeah equalised English were they uh, <laughs> <laughs> equalised um, equalised injury um, time equaliser yeah exactly you know what I mean Tom Hemmed. Um when he when the Patriots did even up the score shall we say. Um, yeah, I did cheer them. I did cheer it, and everyone around me must have thought I was the biggest turncoat in the world because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying some horrific things about the Patriots like two hours before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from because I was sort of in a similar boat. Didn't quite go as far as you the other way at the end of the game, but I was like, I wanted the Falcons to win, but I didn't want it to be a blowout. So when the Patriots yeah. started to make it interesting again, I was like, Yeah, okay, this is good. It's uh, you know it's you know saves everyone losing interest. That's a bit of spice. Exactly, yeah. yeah exactly. It keeps things interesting. I just didn't want them to make it that interesting, basically. So I still <laughs> wanted the Falcons to win. I just yeah, I say I didn't want it to be a blowout like we've seen a couple of times. No, it was it was like I said. I I, I think I wanted it to go into overtime, but I still wanted the Falcons to win. I I just wanted that kind of 
you know, kind of history moment of the overtime. First one to ever go in, in yeah. overtime, but then the history of the Falcons winning but the first did, Super Did you not Bowl, think so. it just had that air of inevitability about it? As soon as it the did, Patriots won the toss, you were just like, yeah. they're going to win this, aren't they? And it was well, as soon as like, they won the toss, that was it. I was like, oh, yeah. that's it. You just, like, you just didn't see the Falcons stopping them. Do you know who the real one? Do you know who the real winners of um, overtime was? Oh fuck! Fox Didn't Sports. they make like yeah. something like fifteen million dollars from twenty million dollars? They yeah. made off extra adverts from ridiculous, overtime. absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. They're rubbing their hands together. Dollars. Anyways, the other oh, real God. winner of Super Bowl night, I want to bring her up, was Lady Gaga. You think she was a Lady winner? Gaga. Yes. Oh God, no. No. Dreadful. Not, I, absolutely I, dreadful. I'm not a fan of Lady Gaga. I'm not a fan of Lady Gaga, but I enjoyed the show. Exactly, Brad. That is the correct answer. I did actually enjoy the show. Dave oh, is no, just being stubborn. Dave is being no, no, stubborn. No. He doesn't like her music, so he refuses no, to give it, it a good I, show. I don't like I don't like like I don't listen to Bruno Mars' music, but when he did the halftime show a few years back, I couldn't stop watching that. That was awesome. This one couldn't get into it at all. Thought it was just Terrible. Oh, Dave, you let me down. I didn't like the intro she was doing. You know, when you know when she was at the stars in the background, thinking, "God, I'm going to sleep here." She did lose me some money though. Um, the Sky Bet were taking some funny old bets on um, on Sunday night. They had like a request a bet special, and one of them yeah. that they suggested for me was uh, Lady Gaga to have pur- predominantly purple hair for the start of her Super Bowl halftime show, and it was seven to one. <laughs> So I whacked a tenner on it. <laughs> so when she when she come out as blonde, I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> now it's probably one of the this. most random bets you've ever placed, isn't it? Yeah. Well, my friend actually put a tenner on the Patriots to uh, to win at tw- twenty eight three down. And yeah. um, so, how much did he, he only, make off that then? He only got five to one. Believe it or not, I well, think if it was the other way around, and it was the Falcons going to make the comeback, I think the odds would have been a lot greater. Um, I, I, I can't have seen. I wouldn't have seen the Falcons doing it if if they didn't needed to come back like that. But yeah, it would have been interesting for more sure. So, I, th- I think more so, not so much the Falcons being able to mount the comeback, but the Patriots allowing it to happen would have been the difference. I think. I think the Patriots are winners, so they wouldn't have allowed themselves to put be in a situation that the Falcons put themselves in. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think that their defense would have been gassed. Yeah, they they were on the field for something like ninety, ninety four plays or something. That's a crazy amount of plays for a single game. Like in comparison, the Falcons' offense was only on the field for something like fifty, low fifties, I think fifty two, fifty three. So comparatively, you know, it's nearly twice as many plays that their defense was on the field for. So you could sort of understand why they were. You know, running on empty come the end of the game. I still, I thought we were still talking about Lady Gaga. Oh, sorry. Her <laughs> <laughs> catch was impressive, wasn't it? Sorry. <laughs> sorry, we digress. We steered it back to football. What we're doing? That was the only impressive <laughs> thing about that show. No. So I'll leave it there. No. What's your preferred? If you had to pick one Lady Gaga song, Dave, that you had to. Oh, I wouldn't be able, able to name you? a single one. To be perfectly honest. That's you're such a liar. No, I'm genuinely you've being got, serious. You've got all of her albums. You've got posters on your wall. You've been genuinely serious. <laughs> the only Lady Gaga cool. song I know is Poker Face. That's it. Exactly. So you just lied. <laughs> okay, okay. I know one Lady Gaga song. So I'll pick the one Lady Gaga song that I actually know. Uh, Poker it's all Face. It's starting to unwind now, Brad. 
I, I thought it was entertaining. I, I, yeah. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I would have loved it if it was like the Foo Fighters or something like that, or you know, rocking out and all that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for for me, watching Lady Gaga whilst watching these Patriots fans, girls dancing around and stopping playing beer pong for at least you know twelve minutes, um, it, it was worth it for me. It's it amazing. It I will say it's amazing how they get it all set up. You know, yeah, it's quick, in, isn't it? in five minutes they've got all this stuff on a field, and then in five minutes they've got it all off again afterwards. It that it that bit in itself is amazing. Do you know what surprised me most was you know the you know the, the, the it looks as though there's fans run on uh, like next to the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought, oh wow, they're lucky. They must have won a competition or something. And then they all start still waving these what, these light things in oh, sync. Yeah. I thought, ah, no, I've been yeah, they're not actually fans, For years, <laughs> I thought. For years, I thought that was like a fans exclusive. But they had a, everybody, every, every one of them was a dancer. <laughs> so stop, stop sending your application in now, Brad. <laughs> it ruined it for me. No, it ruined it for me. I thought they were just genuine fans. I was like, ah, oh, that's just wrong. Um, apparently, there was a flag football game on as well, which is more important than the actual Super Bowl. We don't want to talk about it, do we? No, should we move along? I'm just should pretend it never happened. No. What happened? No. I we know you're listening, about. Packers. <laughs> yeah, <we> know. <laughs> right, I'm yeah, We'll I... have revenge next year. Well, let's talk about who we put the blame on. Okay, it's got to be right. on Tom, isn't um, it? He was, he was no. QB, so it's got to go on Tom. <laughs> no. right, That's the rules. Listen up. We had... No, you're not allowed to blame callbacks. So Come on, Tom. Right what happened? Uh, what happened, <laughs> Tom? I'm standing with my arms folded. Okay. What happened? We... We obviously played the Packers, UK Packers, oh, Regents, Regents Park on, on Sunday. Um, unfortunately, after holding the lead a couple of times, we lost 37-26. Uh, but it was a... How did you get 26, tight, was, by the way? Sorry? How do you get 26, by the way? I don't know, Dave. Uh, a few, well, basically, on flag football, you, can, you, you score a touchdown and then you can go for one or two points like normal football, but there's no field goals. The one-point uh, attempt is from five yards out, where two-point two is from 12 yards out. Ah, right, So okay. there was probably a few failed conversions in there somewhere along the line. Uh, I know we, we actually picked off one of their attempts and almost went the, went the distance the other way. Um, it was a really good game. Um, played in really, really good spirit. Everyone having a laugh. Um, we had a few guys. We had about 11 of us. Um, the Packers doubled us, but as we know, they were a, a vastly more uh, supported team in this country but next year we're hopefully to get more even numbers it it was only seven aside so that doesn't really make much of a difference but um, yeah it was a really really good game we did enjoy it we played on the worst patch of grass you could imagine in Regent's Park no one could move so if you're looking watching any any of the videos that are on Facebook that's the reason why it all looks so slow (laughs) it's because Tom don't kid the people we all just know that you're really slow. Just let it go, Tom. Yeah, the, well, it's funny because that, that Alex Bonner's asked a question on there saying, "Do you feel as though you've let the whole of the Chiefs' kingdom down, losing to the UK, losing the UK fan ball?" I'll answer that for to you, Tom. Packers. Yes, you have let Chiefs' kingdom well, we down. Are, we are in desperate need for a quarterback because the last two years I've ended up rope, been roped into playing quarterback. And I don't want to play quarterback because <laughs> actually I, there was a good deep ball that you threw. I saw that one that led to a touchdown. Was that you? Yeah, that was me. But right. there was also you just no. need someone also... to throw to Tom. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you yeah, who we, we can put receivers. the blame on. I tell you who we will put the blame on. Who we Tom? actually had we actually had a ringer. Um, my brother. We had a ringer on our team. 
He's a Dolphins oh, fan. I can't tell people that. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm going to whisper it. But I think he secretly sabotaged our game because he dropped everything. <laughs> everything. What was that? Wait, it was? Do, the, does this the, mean the, the result is invalid? Because I think, I I think, think that's I think officially that what should invalid. happen, right? The result's invalid because we played without, you know, with one non-Chiefs fan. So therefore, the result doesn't stand. So the UK fan ball three needs to be replayed. Yeah, I think that's uh, only fair. I think that's a yeah. I think that's fair. Sorry, Packers fans. It's just the rules. <laughs> Scratch that one. Off. I don't make Them's... them up. That's just the rules. <laughs> Them's the rules. <laughs> I did actually when I did when I did score a receiving touchdown when someone else played quarterback. Um, I did manage to get uh, four different celebrations in in one. I did the um, the Gronk spike. Then I did like the Odell Beckham whip nay nay. Then we, you know, Never. you know, when Cam Newton and Jonathan Stewart, I think it's Jonathan Stewart, they run past each other and do the old uh, fake basketball shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, love that. Did that, and then I did um, a salt shake, like after oh, nice. Travis Kelsey did. So I managed to get. Four uh, I thought you might have one. done the Ric Flair, but okay, I like it. Oh no, no, I did the old salt shake because it's it's pre- it's like current, isn't it? The only thing I didn't throw in. But I thought I'd leave. Hey, it in Ric Flair will was... always be current. Don't, <laughs> don't be knocking yeah, yeah. Ric Flair. The only thing I didn't throw in, which I thought, I'm going to leave this in 2016, and that was the dab. I left that there. I left that there. Good on you. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have a stronger team next year, though, aren't we? Yeah, well, you two are playing next year. So. Yeah, I've, 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 Mate, I've I said I'm going to be there. Mate, I actually play real football on a Sunday. I don't know how to break this to you, but... <laughs> with pads no, and everything. It's a fan ball, man. You can, take one, fan ball. you can take one Sunday off next year. We'll see. What we'll position see. are you anyway, Dave? What right now? I'm not you know, <laughs> tight end, is it? Safety. <laughs> safety. Yeah. Really. Free safety. Yeah. Oh, we got so we got an Eric Berry there, and we'll have a Marcus Peters when I fly down. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's uh, got an inflated opinion well, of themselves, thought, have they not? <laughs> if, if, if I thought if I fly down, then I'll be classed as a ball hawk. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a flight down. I think. Uh, so, I just yeah. I just got what you said there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit slow tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just, not just but, tonight, Tom. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about obviously Tom being the uh, you know obviously the, the the QB that we need to kind of get rid of and maybe get a new one in. There's there's been a question from Graham Smith. Should the Chiefs look to sign an experienced QB like Romo or invest in youth? I thought it was a cracking question, that. Tom, I, um, do you want to take this first? Yeah, yeah, right. We're not going to go for ages on this because we know what Dave can be like on the quarterback <laughs> question. Yeah, but... so t- taking Alex Smith out of it, if we had to go one way or the other, would it be an experienced QB like Romo, who's quite fragile, or do we look in this this year's draft and, and pick up a, a youth player? Maybe, obviously, keep Alex Smith for another year. Okay, I'll... I want to answer this. I like what you just did there. I want to answer this as if Alex Smith doesn't exist. Yeah. And we're back. We've gone back six or seven years. Maybe not six or seven. Maybe eight or nine years. And we've got Brody Croyle, Damon Heward, and we need a new quarterback. Yeah. Uh, pure and simple, simple. I will be greedy and say both. Um, both. <laughs> I, right, okay. I am a huge Romo fan. I always have been. I have a Romo Cowboys jersey. I I love the guy. Oh, I really do. I am no. a big fan of Tony Romo, and so just to see him in a Chiefs shirt would would make me happy. At the same time, if he's healthy, 
he is not the best, but he's up there, top 10 sort of range in your quarterback. At the same time, I know that the Chiefs need to invest in the future. So I am all for the Chiefs getting a young quarterback a young quarterback in at the same time. And if they did sign Romo, and the worst case happened where he did get injured, which is probably the like, likely scenario if he did join us, um, you've got that young quarterback, for hopefully first rounder, second rounder, that could come in and play his trade. That's my thoughts anyway. <laughs> so you want both, basically? Is that what yeah, you're saying? I'm being greedy, I want both. <laughs> you want both. <laughs> what, oh, what, about, what about Div? Uh, I say, certainly don't want Tony Aroma. No. <laughs> no? Not, not even a little bit, no. Um, yeah, uh, see, for me, I'm fed up with the Chiefs getting other teams' cast-offs and old players. It's about time we drafted a guy with a high draft pick and not another third, fourth round QB that realistically has very little shot at actually making it as a starter in the NFL. Going with a first round pick and actually committing long term to the quarterback position. It's something the Chiefs haven't done ever. Um and it's really something we need to look at doing. We have a, a young, talented roster. And I don't think there's many situations better for a young QB to come into than an offense like ours with a guy like Andy Reid that's known for developing quarterbacks and giving a guy an opportunity with the weapons that the Chiefs have you know, by all means, you'd you'd have him sitting behind Smith for a year, let him yeah. learn, let him soak everything in, and then, you know, next year or the year after next, that's when you look to put him in the firing line and see what you've got. Yeah. But yeah, I just think we, I'm tired of this, you know, getting retreads. I want us to see us try and draft our quarterback of the future and have someone that we can, you know, point to and, you know, one of our own and be like, you know, this guy's come through, developed by us, and, you know, there's a realistic chance that he could lead this team for the next 15 years. Yeah. I think I'm I'm very much on moving forward with the youth. I think that's the thing now. I think, I think if this was another... Four five years behind, I would have gone for Romo definitely, but his age and his, just how fragile he is, um, I, I just I just can't see, I just can't see him improving the Chiefs at all. I think I think I agree with Dave in in, in saying that we keep Smith for a season, but draft draft well I mean I like I saw quite a bit of uh, footage on that uh, Deshaun Watson is it um, I like the look of him he's mobile he's he's quite accurate he's a bit rough around the edges obviously but um, but like you said I think if he sits behind an experienced QB like Smith and just see how he develops I can't, I don't want the Chiefs using draft picks on a play, on an aging player that will only probably have realistically one season left in him I'd rather spend those draft picks on a. On, That's the on, thing on for the Chiefs up. as well. It's like we're not in a situation where, you know, we 
we need to go all in now. You know, hmm. yeah, we have a couple of guys that are coming towards the their end of their Chiefs career, and you'd like to see them win a Super Bowl before they retire. But realistically, the large majority of this roster could be around for the foreseeable future. So it's not like we need, you know, to push it through and try and just go for broke for a year. We don't need to do that. You know, this team can be around for a while. And, you know, look at the best teams. They've all drafted and developed their own guy. Obviously, I know Mm. New Orleans is slightly different with Breeze. But for the most part, you look at those teams that are making the playoffs year in, year out. They've all drafted their own guy and developed him. And now I'm not going to say you're going to be, you know, I'm not saying we're going to draft the next Brady or the next Rodgers or Ryan or whatever. But we at least have to try, I think. Yeah. Yeah, is is there any major need when any anything majorly we need for the draft? I know we I know I know we're going to use this for another time. We're going to be doing another show on this, but is there anything glaringly at the minute that we actually need? I think um, not. Maybe not glaringly, but we need to start thinking about uh, inside linebacker. Um, mm. Derek Johnson's not going to be around forever. Ramick Wilson looked very good, and I know the Chiefs are higher on Justin March Lillard, and even Josh Michael played well when he when he was in there. But um, Derek Johnson, to me, is like almost irreplaceable. But you you need to he you need, he is borderline irreplaceable. So you yeah. need to focus on that inside linebacker position because yeah. once he's gone, that is going to be a huge hole to fill in the Chiefs' defense. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think you know definitely a long term replacement for Johnson. I think depending on what happens with a couple of our free agents this year, another position might come to the fore as a draft need. I think, you know, probably a guard would be someone to look to draft and help solidify that offensive line. Um, And probably, I would say, another corner. Um... Because as you know, obviously we we have Marcus Peters on one side, but you know we're still not a hundred percent sure. Still unsure, aren't we? You know, yeah. you never quite know. With Mitchell's played well in the small sample size that we've seen from him, but you know, I'm not ready to say okay, we're okay here. Okay, um, moving on then. Uh... International series games. That's have you got your tickets yet, lads, for the for these four games this year? No, I'm not saving going. my money for um, Kansas City. Saving your money. Ah, you are, you certainly are. Um so I haven't I haven't actually bought one yet either. In fact it all sold out for Wembley, didn't it, mm-hmm. recently? Yeah, it's That's because did. you're um, coming to Kansas City, Brad, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? It'd be it'd be Oh yeah, it'd be so tempting. It'd be so tempting to just go, Do you know what, love? Uh, I'm just going out for a pint of milk. <laughs> <laughs> five five days later. Five Where have you been, Brad? Let's go buy. Why do you pay the ransom? 
Um, yeah, no, I, I've not I've not bought the ticket yet. I think I've still got this hope that I might be uh, heading over to Kansas, but you never know, you never know. Um, the reason I brought it up is because uh, Jeff Gould's actually mentioned what happens if the UK gets a franchise? Uh, do we stay loyal to the Chiefs or should we support our local team? And I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> I say, gonna, do we need gonna... to answer this question? I mean, come on. <laughs> I, mean, I think... Only one of us should answer that question, and it has to be Dave, because Dave's got a terrific story about this. Yeah, so as some of you may or may not know, um, last year when, well, over a year now, uh, ago when the Chiefs came over to London for the International Series, um, they held an event on the Friday afternoon at the Admiralty Pub in Trafalgar Square. Um, They were kind enough to invite a few of us from our heads abroad along for the afternoon um and we got to meet several chiefs people you know mitch holtis um clark hunt um mark donovan among others um but also during the afternoon we happened to have a brief conversation with the commissioner himself roger goodell so obviously him realizing we're british the international series got brought up rather quickly and he i think he proposed this question to the group of us at the time say you know if i think he phrased the question if even though i think we all know it's when um the nfl finally gets a franchise in london (laughs) would we support them and i think in no uncertain terms (laughs) we all looked at roger goodell and went not a chance um, <laughs> to, to a rather shocked look on his mad? face. Yes. I don't think he was quite expecting that answer, but um, yeah. I just thought it was rather funny at the time, just seeing his reaction it's, it's to it It's interesting, isn't it? It's an interesting thing, because you know, I've spoken to some fans, not just Chiefs fans, but obviously at the other international series games, and this, this question keeps coming up all the time. And a lot of them would actually say, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd support them. Um but for me, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just loyal to the Chiefs. I think I, I just can't. I just can't think of supporting anybody else. I think Alex Bonner like nailed, hit the nail on the head with his answer on Facebook to this exact question. Um, you could you could support them as a second team, as a local team. Maybe if, if they obviously if they were in the AFC West, then that's completely out the window. Maybe even the AFC out the window. But if they were an NFC team. And they're on your doorstep, and it gives you a, a gateway to go and watch football uh, on a consistent basis. I think you can get behind following them, but not necessarily supporting them. No, um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be passionate even, about it. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine staying up. You know, um, I know it'll be in England and everything, so it won't be a one thirty game. But I was classed the one thirty a.m. game as I've got to watch this game. I've got to watch this team. Yeah, that's you a, know, that's you being a supporter. That's yeah, but I can't see myself. But yeah, but I can't see myself doing it for a UK franchise. You wouldn't, but that's that's not that's not what a follower does. A, a supporter does that. If you're a follower of the team or you keep an eye on the team, you're not going to do that sort of stuff. You, if no. you support them, you are going to do that. That's what we all do yeah. for the Chiefs. But I think. So why bother? <laughs> see, the thing for me why is bother I, following I, I think that most of the people that you'll get probably going for that are people that may have picked up the sport more recently and mm. as a result will not maybe have settled on a, a team quite yet or, yeah. you know, won't really 
be committed to the team that they're following. Um, are you saying that to what I just said, or just switching teams in general? Just in general, I I don't okay. like you know for like the guys like us, you know, a lot of my mates that have been following their teams for you know the best part of fifteen years now. There's no way in hell that any of those guys that I know and myself included that would ever just go, oh yeah, I'm not going to support this team anymore. I'm going to support the yeah. London team. It's just not yeah. going to happen. The NFL's best chance are getting those people that have recently picked up the sport or maybe have had a passing interest and not really, as say, committed to following a specific team or maybe have mm-hmm. only started following a team for a year or two and don't really have any, you know, sort of real connection to a team like, you know, a lot of us guys mm-hmm. do. Um and so, you know, that they're, they're more likely to support them. Obviously, it will also depend on whether it's going to be a current franchise that relocates or whether it's a expansion team, because that will obviously have a great effect. Because obviously, yeah, if it's a relocated franchise, that... you'll get the fans of that team, especially if they're in the UK. Of course, they will follow them. So I think that's that will have a big effect as well. Yeah, the the Jags for me is a, is an indicator of how a, a fan base can grow in the UK because there seems to be a lot more Jags fans now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, um, especially at the games and that, there seems to be a lot more around, yeah, well, and and obviously they've got that kind of UK kind of. They do a lot of events over here as well that people yeah. you know people go you know they held a big flag tournament this year they're doing it again next year the winners mm-hmm. of which get to go to the Super Bowl um, wow. in twenty eighteen so. So let's get Team Arrowheads yeah. again. Team Arrowheads. <laughs> yeah, just in case you hadn't Meet noticed that, but that got, uh, that's something I saw today, yeah. The Jags, Jags 7's flag tournament, uh, the winners next year get to go to the Super Bowl in 2018. So they're doing a lot to promote Sounds the good. sport over here. So, you know, as I say, if it was the Jaguars that were to come over, they already have a big built-in fan base over here. So I think they're on a much better starting ground than maybe other yeah. teams would be or if it was an expansion franchise yeah exactly i mean starting off from scratch i think it it wouldn't it would be too much of an uphill struggle i think wouldn't it you'd need like the jags to be like a relocated team yeah. to already have that kind of base fan base that you've got the foundations of it all I yeah think exactly from. i think probably the jags are probably what now in the top one of the top five supported teams in the uk i would have thought mm. with yeah. with you know, all the international series stuff and everything like that. So Yeah, there does seem to be a lot, doesn't there? All right, I think uh, I think that's everything, guys, unless there's anything else you want to bring up. No, it was a good show. I enjoyed that tonight. I enjoyed that yeah. a lot. There's a lot to get through, isn't there? I mean, yeah. I know we're going to be talking a lot. Um, obviously, next week, I think we've got the Our Heads Abroad Awards show. Um, and then we're going to be, after that, I think we're looking at maybe it's a bit of draft talk, maybe. I'll say yeah, a big free agency before, talk first, I think. Free agency, free agency yeah, free agency is a big thing. Let's hopefully have some good news about uh, the likes of Eric Berry. Um, but, yeah, thanks very much to Tom and Dave again for the help this week in the podcast. Remember, we have the Arrowheads Abroad show, uh, Awards show to bring you next week. So subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud uh, and make sure you don't miss it. So, um, yeah, thanks very much for listening and we will speak to you next week, Chiefs Kingdom. Thanks a lot. Bye. Brad's a professional dancer in his spare time. Did you not know this, Tom? Is he? Yeah. Is, is what? Ballet is his uh, special. Ballet? Yeah, specialist oh, yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have it's me. It's like Billy Elliot. 
you know, <laughs> northeastern lads secret little dances. <laughs> yeah, you'll see me on the next Super Bowl. You watch.